Bass Edge Radio. Commence broadcast in three, two, one. You're listening to The Edge. Everything bass fishing. Coming to you nationwide from the Bass Edge Studios. Bass Edge Nation. This is the, I guess, official deer season episode or pre-Thanksgiving episode of Bass Edge Radio. Kurt, are you sitting in a tree stand or uh, are you nestled up in your snuggie on your couch with your hot cup of cocoa? Yeah, uh, I'm nestled in the couch with a hot cup of cocoa, <laughs> getting ready to uh, go fishing tomorrow morning. So <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about tree stands, but I do know a whole lot about MegaWare. That's right, MegaWare Keelguard. Bass Edge sponsor, long term, Aaron, since 2006. Love hanging out with uh, MegaWare and uh, playing with their products. Got them all over my boat, and they make some of the best stuff in the business, no question about it. And looking to make more, so keep an eye out for all things MegaWare out there on the social media platforms and, of course, their website. So, Aaron, we're coming up hot on the press, Bass Angler magazine winter issue that's going to keep you warm in the cabin isn't it absolutely and uh, you know the unique thing about the winter issue is the depth of coverage that he goes into not only for all of his issues but this one in particular because i think the winter issue and knowing mark like you and i know them will kind of share with the rest of the crowd he's kind of ate up with bringing that education and that in-depth look into how to catch more fish and what better thing to do there's a lot of people you know probably if you're what in the north it's it's pretty chilly right now but elsewhere, you know, there's still a lot of fishing to be done. Yeah, it's it's getting prime time down here in South Texas. Water temps real cool, and our prime time fall patterns really kicked in really this year, late October, beginning November, and it's going to carry through right through about mid December, I feel like. So uh, it's a uh, prime time fishing down here, and and like you said, yeah, it's getting chilly up north. But the cool thing about Bass Angler Magazine as well is that it's bringing the East Coast style, but also full fledged West Coast coast flavor, bringing those new techniques and tactics. Sometimes we don't hear about on the east side until maybe months or years after the fact. That's, that's right. It's kind of like fashion. If you're in the Midwest, it stays pretty <laughs> un- unflavorful. That's right. We're going to move on to the next segment right here. But first, we have a sweet tackle tip from protecttheharvest.com. This episode's ProtectTheHarvest.com Tackle Tip with Jared Littner. Yeah, you know, we're going into the fall transition, and the big key with catching more fish is match the hatch. This is the time of year the bait fish start getting to the backs of those creeks. And what I typically do is, because they're so active and getting fed on, you know, those bait fish generally will be, you know, you'll find a couple dead ones near the surface of the water. I'll take a glance at them, identify whether they're thread fin, gizzard shad, whatever they may be, and kind of mimic my baits as far as size and color to match those. Now, that's not always the best way to catch big ones. Sometimes you got to upsize your bait, but keep it in that same color pattern, and you're going to get more bites and catch a lot more bass. Thanks, Jared. Great tip. First by land and now by sea. For years, Lucas Oil has been a staple in high-performance vehicles on both the road and track. Now, from the makers of Lucas Oil comes Lucas Marine Products, specifically engineered for marine applications. Protect and lubricate your marine Marine inboard, outboard, or high-performance boat with Lucas Marine Engine Oil or Lucas Synthetic-Based Oil. Learn more about the complete line of Lucas Oil and Marine products. Visit lucasoil.com. 
Nitro Performance Bass Boats. Get pro-level performance with the Nitro Z18, the official boat of Major League Fishing. The Z18, with its nimble handling and versatility, sports many of the features in the larger boats in the line, like a Guardian Livewell, a heavily insulated cooler, dual 8-foot rod storage, and our smooth and fast NVT hull. Every Nitro boat is laid out to do one thing very well, catch fish. Enormous front decks up to 45 square feet on the Z21 allow maximum mobility when battling unruly bass and feature low-profile gunnels for ease of skipping, pitching, flipping, or landing fish. Nitro Performance Bass Boats, pure fishing machines. Aaron, it's that time of year. Just threw down the FLW deposits. That's right. So uh, <laughs> we're locked in for the FLW tour for 2019. Real excited, man. Kicking off in January, super early this year. Second week of January, kicking off over there at Sam Rayburn. I know you got some tournaments kicking off here even before that. Yeah, you know, back in the day of the original Central Pro-Am, it was the big thing to do the kickoff in uh, the latter parts of November and December. We took a about a four-year hiatus, I guess. Mike and Sherry Webb, who now have ran the circuit for several years through Webb Outdoors, but it's the Central Pro Elite. We are actually doing the kickoff uh, the last week of November, and it will finish up on December 2nd. So, you know, Kurt, one of those fun times of year that, and it's actually on Lake of the Ozarks, which is going to be just ridiculously off the hook that time of year. I could be throwing anything from a black buzz bait up on those dark rocks while the surface temperature is warmer, and those rocks kicking off that heat to where we could have sleet, snow, ice. It's just kind of one of those crapshoots to where you just don't know. You might have a jig in your hand, might have a jerk bait, but I am really, really looking forward to that event. Yeah, it looked like they crushed him over there in the Costa event just uh, not too long ago. You know, that's the great thing about Lake of the Ozark. It seems like it's got a ton of fish. I, I've only had a chance to fish there one day. I know you fish there quite a bit, Aaron, but uh, it seems like you're always going to catch fish. Size is the key there. You know, you've got to have those three and a half, four pound fish, got to get in those upper teens to 20 pound mark. And it's the style of lake that loves those rocky reservoirs, kind of highland type reservoirs there that you have in the Missouri area that likes cold water situations. So December is a great time to fish. Oh, it totally is. And for those who watch the uh, show Ozark on Netflix, it is nothing like the show depicts. So I will tell you that that is it wasn't even filmed on Lake of the Ozarks, but in all seriousness, you could not be more correct, Kurt. The lake has to have kind of that three to three and a quarter pound average if you're going to be in the check line at all, let alone, you know, to walk away with the wind. Docks, often a big, big factor on that lake and certainly has a lot of them. So it'll be a fun time regardless. Sounds great, man. Well, I look forward to uh, following that along and getting ready for my own events coming up here in January. It's all going to come before we know it. But coming up next, we have a F. LW Tour Angler, who Aaron has a kind of akin to my role in the industry. He's working for TH Marine, fishing the FLW Tour. We're going to break this all down, get a little bit of fall fishing tips too. Hang right here. The Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight up next. What's up, y'all? This is Ish Monroe. This is 2018 FLW Cup champion Clint Davis. This is FLW Straight Talk Wireless Pro Scott Canterbury. I'm pro angler Ben Parker. I am BASS angler Marty Robbins. This is Diddy Brower. Stay tuned right here for more Bass Edge Radio.
know the importance of protecting your investments. So why use anything else other than the original and toughest DIY keel protector for your boat? MegaWare Keel Guard. Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our exclusive contoured edge and patented technology. MegaWare Keel Guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the longest-lasting, most dependable keel protection for your boat, guaranteed for life. Developed specifically by boat builders, offering the best keel protection in the industry. Also for MegaWare Keel Guard, Skeg Guard, Flex Step Pro, and Pontoon Guard. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. MegaWare Keel Guard. Super stoked for this episode's featured angler coming from a long bass fishing industry background, not only as a professional angler, but also as a sales manager with TH Marine. Looking forward to getting into all kinds of topics with FLW Tour Pro, Luke Duncan. Luke, great to have you on the show, man. Hey, Kurt, I really appreciate the invite. You know, uh, other than catching bass, my favorite thing to do is talk about bass fishing. So, <laughs> <That's> uh, <cool. laughs> this is a good to place on. to do that. So that's great to hear. I know you got lots of other good places to do that too. So we'll talk yeah, about that here in a little bit. Yeah, Luke, and uh, that's why I decided to uh, basically be part of Bass Edge because that's about as close as I get to a fish anymore, or at least uh, around the sport. <laughs> so it's fun. But certainly, like Kurt said, we appreciate you joining us here on Bass Edge Radio. And you know, I had the opportunity uh, actually several weeks ago, around the first part of October, when I attended the Major League Fishing Sponsor Summit, to uh, sit next to one of your colleagues, Shanna Ramsey, and uh, yep. I, I kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit got to know her and uh, of course always familiar with th marine they've been on all of the bass edge boats for many years but I, i'd like to kind of jump into your career as a sales manager and also as a pro angler how did all of this come together well it, it's certainly been a uh, a long 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 road but uh, i started tournament fishing like a lot of us did at a really young age but i jumped into the bassmaster opens full bore at the age of uh, 19 when i was in college i didn't have college fishing back then you're dating and, yourself now luke uh, be careful i, I know <laughs> i know and I, i'm only 35 but that was right before the uh the college fishing boom and i went to the university of north alabama now they have i think 30 kids on a team down there it's it's awesome but i fished the opens in my first year of course they went to two out of three lakes i knew really well but i missed making the bassmaster tour which is now the elite by two places they called down the list but i was in the cut going into the last event at lake martin and i blew my motor the second day coming back to weigh in and and was late actually cost me making it but you know i wasn't ready at the time and and uh i felt like i was 19 on top of the world all that good stuff but uh that was the first year they went to california on tour it, it would have probably been a mess but uh fast forward a couple of years after that before i got out of college i actually met some guys from th marine greg Bowie and bill huntley uh i'd known them through fishing regionally they're all all tournament fishermen there and i met them at the bassmasters classic and they uh they hit me up about maybe having an opportunity at th marine and i laughed at them and i said i'm gonna fish forever uh, <laughs> they're like well how are you gonna feed your family i'm like fishing of course you know i'm gonna make millions of dollars doing this and that's all i'd ever wanted to do and as i got closer to graduating i had a couple rough years you know after that first year where i did okay and you know i just decided that uh to give those guys a call and with the opportunity they laid out there for me it was almost like an internship in the beginning and i, I started going to see some boat dealers for them and things but i honestly thought that i would be able to tournament fish still a little bit uh fish the opens and things maybe the ever starts at the time 
but in the real world, that doesn't work out all the time. And TH was not involved in the fishing world at, the, at that time, like they are now. Uh, their business and it is still kind of split this way is with seventy percent OEM boat manufacturers and thirty percent aftermarket. So they didn't have this need to be promoting that they do now. They didn't have the right. product line, and and their business model has changed. So that takes us from like '05 to basically 2013. I never fished a professional level event. I just kind of got out of it and went to work and I played music. I did I did all kind of things in those days and fished some team stuff and and I went a couple years there without fishing any tournaments, just just fishing for fun. And uh, in thirteen, TH started sponsoring the FLW tour and I fished a couple of events as a co angler and actually went and worked the service yard for them. They had a service <laughs> service trainer to uh, work on TH parts and if anybody had any issues and uh, and then in fifteen they offered for me to uh, fish the co-angler side the full season and send me out there. And that was the year. (laughs) Yeah. And that, that was the year that they, uh, I told them that they were going to create a monster again. And they did. (laughs) They did. So here we are entering year four on tour. Well, that's, that's That's awesome. Love how these relationships just kind of evolve. You know, you never know where life's going to take you. And uh, obviously you just continue to follow your passion and what you like to do in life. And and the road isn't always straight and narrow and and going exactly where you head to, but it it always seems to come full circle. It seems like as long as we have the goals and, and really it's just about an expression of your you know, passion in life, you know, to a certain extent. That's right. And, and, you know, at 19, when you, when all you've ever wanted to do since you were 12, which is not a long time, but when you're, when you're a young man like that, and that's your dream, I was devastated. You know, everything was over for me in life that I didn't make the Bassmaster Tour. And it turned out to be without a question, the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Um, just because when that now, when I started the tour and my rookie year in 16, I'd been in the industry for so long and I had relationships and I had a solid business background. I was able to procure sponsors that a lot of rookies aren't privy to, you know what I mean? I I was very, very, very fortunate in that. And, and still I I grow those relationships, uh, annually and I, I wouldn't take anything for that. And I think mentally now I'm a lot further ahead of where I think I was a better fisherman then. I fished by the seat of my pants a little bit more than I feel like. Because uh, you don't know what you don't know. I mean, you hear that yeah. statement, it's kind of cliche, but, you know, and you don't have anything to really worry about when you're 19 or 20. Right. right. Uh, like I do now with a family and things. But, yeah, I feel like now it's now's the time. I'm uh, I'm super, super proud to be able to get to do it. Well, Luke, Bass Edge, as you know and, and most of our listeners know, is, is about helping people put more fish in the boat. And a lot of times, yes, right. there is knowledge, and, and we're going to dive off into, you know, the baits and selections for this time of year and that type of thing. But quickly, I do want to have you point out, because I'm very familiar with what some of your most popular products are because I've used them, and so has Kurt for so long. But if you had to break down just a couple, what do you think those top skews are that uh, the TH provides in kind of in the marine and, and bass boat market? A lot of the things that people don't see are their number one SKUs at the OEM level, and, and that's that's the boring stuff like plumbing parts and uh, through holes and spray heads and live wells, you know. Uh, they've always led the way in live well systems, not necessarily aerator pumps but or the oxygenator, but just in plumbing. That's some things that people probably don't even realize that they're in their bass boats, TH stuff, because everybody thinks the flashy Atlas Jack plate, which is one of their top SKUs, or the Hot Foot, which has always been one of their top SKUs. They have 30 600 parts 
Oh my god! Thirty six hundred different part numbers. Yeah. So uh, do you have memorized? Uh, I feel like a lot of them I can name them in my sleep. Uh, right. You know, we, service we've got a must lot be a, a mobile home. I mean, well, if we worked on everything that they make, it would be kind of crazy. It would look like a semi. But uh, we stick to the basics out there: the trolley motor handles and the and the jack plates and hot foots and that kind of thing. Hoping they never need anything, but <laughs> but we're there for support. Okay, so bass anglers, listen all over with obviously Bass Edge Radio. What are a couple of TH SKUs folks don't know about but should? I mean, they need this stuff on their boat, right? Yeah. The number one for me, and it's something that they came up with a couple years ago that hasn't done as well as I feel like it should, is the Tackle Titan series, the magnetic lure holders. Oh, I, nice. I use the uh, the lure management system under my main lid, my Ranger, and this thing is it'll truly throw a bait at it and it sticks. And they'll hold them in really, really rough water. It's amazing how well they hold. And it keeps the floor of my boat a lot more organized because I like to go through a lot of things on a practice day or a tournament day. You know, you may be switching a lot. And I used to just toss them to the floor. Well, now I just throw them on this magnetic deal. I can straighten them out at the end of the day. But the is, tackle is that the little is, uh, little strips that have the magnets on it? Yes. I actually have those. Yeah. I did not know that. So, there you go. I didn't know that TH made yeah, those. That's a TH deal. And that's something that, that a lot of people don't realize. And I'll still stand by this one. I, I don't know that people realize it's ours or not. It's a product that's been around for a while, but the Hydrowave. I think the Hydrowave is probably one of the most underutilized tools in the entire bass fishing world. I think a lot of people, you know, they're, they're confused by it or they, you know, they don't believe it. A lot of people get fed snake oil on things, but I can promise you that anybody that fishes for a living will tell you whether they're sponsored by TH Marine or not that a Hydrowave is absolutely a tool that you better have on your boat. Yeah. No question. I'll tell you, I get this question asked me all the time. I have a Hydrowave. I need the magnetic tackle system because I have that pile of stuff in the in the corner of my boat that's yeah. always sticking to my net or my feet or whatever. But the Hydrowave, I relate it to scent in a way. You know, people ask me, well, does Hydrowave work? Well, yeah, I think it works. Well, how can you tell? Well, I can't really pinpoint every bite that I get because of a Hydrowave, but do you believe in scent? And they typically say, well, well of course. Yeah, you know, scent makes a difference. It can have its, you know, advantages. You know, there's no disadvantages to scent, but certainly at times when the bite's tough, they'll utilize scent. And I say, Hydrowave. That is right. the scent of the electronics and bait fish attraction and getting bass going. And I think that's a good way to talk about the Hydrowave for an angler that doesn't really know about it or is slightly skeptical about it. I think that really yeah. puts it in perspective. For sure. And, you know, it's an expensive unit, but, you know, we're buying $4,000 graphs now and yeah, you're putting yeah. power poles on your boat. Everything is a tool to help you catch more bass That's right. and be more competitive if you're a tournament fisherman. But why would you not want something? Forget the science of it and everything else, but if something were to benefit you in one extra bite, two extra bites, you know what I mean? On a tough day, why would you not want to use it? That's always my argument to folks is you don't necessarily have to know why it works. <laughs> it just right, works. Right. I'm a Tennessee redneck. All I got to know is, you know what? Since I started using it, I really do feel like I get more bites on yes, a lot right. of days. There's no question about it, especially this time of year in the fall. You know, you got yeah. the lots of bait fish oriented stuff going on. You know, maybe in the spring, not quite as much depending on what the, you know, seasonal behavior patterns are and that kind of thing. But specifically right now in the fall and generally early in the summer when fish are running bait fish down and, uh, you know, shad are spawning or shad are moving to the backs of creeks 
freaks this time of year. It makes a huge difference. I'll tell you what, guys, this interview is flying by. We're going to power pull down, hang right here. We're going to be right back with more from FLW Tour Pro, Luke Duncan. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the PowerPole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole, swift, silent, secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. Fast Edge Radio presented in part by Mercury Marine. Go Boldly returns with FLW Tour Pro Luke Duncan in the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. That's right, Lucas Oil High Performance Marine Products. Outboard oil that surpasses all manufacturers' requirements. Be sure to visit the BassEdge.com store for free shipping. It works. Luke, you tapped into this just in the first part of the interview, talking about young anglers and kind of being more footloose and fancy free, you might say. And, you know, as we get older, we have more information and experiences to lead us into a direction to go fishing. Consistency at the national level is tough. 2019 coming. We all want to elevate our game. Wanting to make the 2019 FLW Cup if we're fishing on the tour at Lake Hamilton. What is it, do you think, is going to be the secret ingredient looking for that consistency next year? Well, I say this all the time, and I think you would agree, because limits are the most important thing in tournament fishing. Consistent limits. And I I think if you can come up with a consistent limit all the time, which I think, I look back last year, there were only a couple days that I failed to catch one, and that was a goal for me. Because sometimes I get a little crazy and swing a little too hard sometimes. (laughs) and not lay up and, and, you know, come in with three. And that's silly. You should never do that at this level. But I think making sure you've got a good limit every single day. But I think just the word consistency. My three years on tour have been roller coasters with good finishes and bad finishes. I want to get to where everything is just right there. That Wesley Strader career, Wesley's one of my guys, Swindle, these guys I I grew up around and, and grew up idolizing. Those careers make championships right? If you're making checks, you're making championships. And that's the entire key to me. I mean, I want wins as bad as the next guy, but I just want to get to where, you know, you take out, not necessarily the bombs. I had one bomb last year as the worst finish of my career at the Harris Chain, but my bad tournaments hovered around 90 to 100, you know, which is middle of the pack because we fished 180 last year, but sure. I, you, you want those bad finishes to be 60th. That's right. You know, that's where I want to get. And that's hard. You know, like I know every group of anglers on on all three trails they're assassins man <laughs> i mean they're, they're hired, <laughs> yeah. hired guns and it, it, it's tough to get there but i think for me just being more consistent finding consistent patterns that i can always make sure i've got the five best fish i can catch whether that's 17 pounds or 12 and a half right right that i can get there and be satisfied with it at the end of the day and know that you're never out of it you can't take yourself out of it on day one at all you've got to just stay in it no matter what it takes so we've got a couple of rule changes with flw in 2019 the biggest one being no co-anglers how's that do you think going to affect the tour next year i think it can make the weights go up Overall, I really do. I think because you take co-anglers out of practice, because a lot of guys practice with a co-angler. I, sure. I know I did. I had a friend of mine traveled with me this past year. It was the first time I really got to do that. But, you know, you got a lot of fish getting yanked on in practice. I know my buddy would get a little trigger happy sometimes, even if I said not <laughs> to, to shake one off, you know, and he'd go to snatching them. 
Foster behind me sometimes because he was there to have a good time. But I think between that and I think, you know, you look at a tournament like St. Clair this year, well, we smashed them, right? I mean, it yeah. was just silly. Uh, was. Take co-angers out of that, it might have taken 21 pounds a day to get paid or something crazy. You know what I mean? You got a guy yeah. catching yeah. four pounds. We're, we're in these areas, big 30 and 40 boat flotillas out there, and everybody's catching them in the boat. If that's just one guy, there's no telling what it takes up there. So I think the weights could go up. I think on the opposite end of that, I think it's going to be uh, the coverage will be better. If we've got marshals in the boat that can kind of send in what's going on, I think everybody will be able to keep up a little bit better that way. I think the weigh-ins will obviously be shorter now and hopefully a little bit more entertaining for folks. And then I think on the opposite end of that, though, Kurt, you can probably attest to this, how many times you've been going down through there and, and man, you, you got your pattern dialed that's and right. all of a sudden a guy in the back of the boat flings catches a dead rig <laughs> and catches one on something that you're like, okay, well, that was a fluke. And then you keep going down through there and he's like, got another one. And about three <laughs> yes. of those, you go, uh, hang on a second. And you go to digging. So I got one of those it, in my it, box. <laughs> right. That's right. And it kind of changes the outcome of the day, whether that's positive or negative. It might throw you off your game or it might lead you to catching a better stringer than you would have. Who knows? But that's going away. So it's it's definitely going to be different all the way around. I, I'm looking forward to it as a former co-angler. You know, I feel like it's a little blasphemous to go, yeah, they needed to go uh, <laughs> to be that guy. But I, 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 I said this in a Bass Fan article. When I fished the cup as a co-angler, it was the last year they had them. I realized on the first morning of that that co-anglers had zero place in a tournament of that caliber right. because whether they're trying to or not they affected the outcome that's right yeah yeah, that no, that no. was that was my thing for guys trying to do it for a living. So well, and Luke, the other thing is too. I mean, in the circuit that I fish, we went to basically no co anglers about three years ago as well. And I will tell you, you fish differently. I was always kind of one of those guys, being much like Kurt and yourself, to where I grew up through being a co angler. And so that's that's always been kind right. of near and dear to my heart. But you also, you know, there's that piece of you even being in the front of the boat, even though you're competing for money and it is a very high level event. For you and Kurt, you still kind of want that guy in the back to succeed. You don't want to be that guy that turns uh, him yeah, off and sets yeah. his he sets his poles down yeah. forever um, because he had a bad yeah. day on the water. So I get both sides, but I think at the end of the day, you know, you don't really necessarily see uh, fans out there running around in the middle of a golf course or a football field while guys are trying to uh, <laughs> make their pass or, or hit their putt. That's so right. anyway, that's but, a great right. analogy. I like, like that. Like Happy Gilmore when the guy's yelling at Happy when he's. That's right. I, I yell jackass at Kurt all the time, but it doesn't phase <laughs> yeah, yeah. him. Uh, so, hey, let's chat quickly about some early fall fishing tactics. Uh, what are you looking okay. for the bass to be doing here in late November in your part of the woods, uh, southern Tennessee? And what's really going to be kind of your preferred method of targeting those bass? Well, in late November, you know, obviously everything revolves around shad. It does year-round, but particularly heading into the winter. And, and on the Tennessee River, it just depends on the weather more than anything. If we get a really early winter, the fall transition could already be starting to end, right? But you're gonna, you're still going to be seeing me, if the water's in the mid-50s still, which it normally is, you're going to see me with the top water in my hand on flat. On the Tennessee River in particular, we've got a lot of, we call them gravel bars, but out on the main lake, bass push big gizzard shad up on them, and they're just feeding up for winter. So I like a big top water. Uh, I like to cover a ton of water with that, and I might mix in a swim bait as well. But that, and, and then, of course, just your typical going up in creeks, checking flats off the main river channel for fish chasing bait. But if we've already gotten deep into, uh, you know, the water temperature's falling into the low 50s, 
I'm a jig rat. So I will, nice. I'll start picking stuff apart, you know, what boat docks are left in the water, channel swing banks, that kind of thing. Looking for a big one that way too, catching some of those fish feeding on crawfish. But my first go-to is always going to be to find areas with the most shad, throw a big topwater. I like a, a six cents, came out with a, a new bait this year that already this fall has been incredible for me. It's called a mag dog and it is a, it is a big, big, big walking bait. And I've had more fun with that thing on those big gizzard shad chasers already, you know. And then, and then I'll go to a smaller shop water too sometimes if it's more of a thread fin deal. It just depends. We have both, and you just got to find the areas where the bait fish are prevalent and figure out which size they're feeding on. But I think that's a huge key is always matching the hatch, you know. That's something that gets beaten all of our heads uh, as fishermen. But it's it's very true. You better get as close to the size bait that they're feeding on as you can to get a lot of bites. But shad are the key to everything. Luke, I couldn't agree more. It's oftentimes, you know, we're seeing schooling fish bust or, or doing different things, and we can't get them to bite. And we're like, what, what right. is the dealio, you know? And it yeah. always seems like it's about the size of the bait, matching that hatch. Um, I got to throw this out real quick about your swim bait. What, what kind of swim bait do you like to use? I think that's a great concept for the fall. We've seen, I think, in the Open Championship several weeks back, Carl Jock you know, really put a, a big swim bait to use down there on Table Rock. And uh, we started yeah, hearing that. some of these things about this big swim bait. What kind of big swim bait do you like to throw in the fall? I'm going to throw more of a soft plastic swimmer, you know, okay. like a five-inch zoom swimmer. If they're feeding on gizzards, that thing, that really mimics it perfectly. on like a three-eighths ounce jig head. Swim bait has six cents, makes a good one that I throw a lot. And just kind of a medium retrieve. Get it under those fish, those bait fish that may be up towards the surface. But if they're chasing at all, I'm throwing a topwater. Yeah, I, right, I right. I can uh, hear you know, the love uh, in your heart for the topwater. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and it has burned me a lot of days. But in the fall, typically on the Tennessee River and any other lakes that I've been to this time of year, if you keep it in your hand and you keep it honest, I feel like at some point during the day, you're going to get five to six. Even if the fish is tough, you're going right. to get five to six really good bites, especially on a decent-sized topwater. And that's all we're looking for. If you're fishing a tournament, that's what you're looking for. If you're out with your buddies, you might want to just, you know, try to catch some numbers or something. But if I'm looking for five good ones, I'm throwing a topwater. Until the so, water falls out of the 50s, then I'll lay it down. But it, as long as it, there's still hope <laughs> if it's in the 50s. What I want to know is when you're going to have low-budget live on the water action when's okay. that gonna happen <laughs> all right so man spoiler alert I didn't oh really Look yeah that. so we so, uh so let me throw this out a... real quick just so that everybody knows luke has a a social media show low budget live and, and you talk about everything in the industry right everything yeah everything in the industry we have guys on i set it up you know at different events you really never know we kind of it's almost like a pop-up i mean we just kind of a lot of times they're not planned which you know is perfect for promotion reasons sure. you know but we've made it where we can uh, record them into a podcast. Started doing it last year. Man, we've had everybody from Larry Nixon to James Watson. We actually let James be on there, believe it or not, a couple oh, times. But, uh, Did you get yeah, tax but, credits for that? We, or? <laughs> uh, I feel like I should. I feel like I should. The government should pay me to yeah. keep, keep James out of their hair for a little bit. But, you know, we talk about everything. Just keep it loose. Have fun. But we also, you know, it's very fan interactive. We stay in the comments a lot on the live feed. But 
I do have uh, this fall. I'll announce it soon on an actual date. We are going to try a low-budget live tournament. Uh, oh, wow. myself and another pro. And it's going to be very interesting. But I'll, I'll say this without saying too much, because we're, we're working on all the fine print right now. But it'll be the most fan-interactive tournament ever. Nice. Where the fans will actually get to pick which lures we use. Oh, so I'll put it that way. I'll put it that way. So that sounds we, like we, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to, and we may, we may never catch one. I don't know, but we, <laughs> we've got an idea cooked up and I actually think, uh, FLW tour now Bass Pro Tour pro Justin right. Atkins will be the guinea pig on that. Okay. Just, Justin and I, I'm going to go against the champ down here. Forcewood Cup champ probably be on Wilson Lake very, very soon, but we're working on how we're going to logistically put it all together. We, we're getting close and uh, so, we've got some really cool ideas. So just follow the Instagram for all that good news when it comes out. That sounds good. That sounds good. Well, hey, look, we got to move into our listener question segment. This segment is brought to us by Nitro Performance Bass Boats. This question comes in from Justin Van Buren out of Omaha, Nebraska. Justin says, tell us everything we need to know about drag. Recommended settings, fluorocarbon versus braid, how to test the setting. Does the rod action need to be loaded when testing? Justin also heard one time that if his reel is full of line, his drag could be a little bit different than if it's only half full of line. So, Luke, give us the rundown on drag. All right. Well, Justin, you came to the right place. You came to the right place, bud. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually not a drag expert. I'll, I'll tell you straight <laughs> up. This is what I, the only time I utilize drag, and this is, and Kurt, you could probably uh, tell me your technique. I, on I, think, I think I know where you're going with this. Luke, you used it last yeah. month during Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> I, did. I did. It was a nice review. Uh, I sang a few songs, and it really went over well. Got a lot of fans. <laughs> I, don't, I have a separate Instagram page for that, though. Uh, no, on my bait casters, I, honest to goodness, I do not use utilize my drag it's never cost me they start costing me at some point in my fishing career but i'm a thumb bar guy i push that button great um, yeah that's good yeah well and it's all about feel i've done that since i was a kid on a bait caster so you know i, I rarely 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 i crank them down so um, just crank them down what, what you're saying what you're saying to justin is that you tighten that thing up and you don't I worry about it, the drag yeah well how about if you're fishing like close quarters you know if you're flipping and pitching you know let's say you know the water's a little clear 15 pound fluorocarbon still winched it down and just yep. ripping them and the rod action is what's helping you i use a lot of softer action rods i will say that i'm not a pool cue guy i feel like with the lines we have and the hooks we have now that it's not necessary i don't just have this monster hook set but yeah i, I tend to feather them around the boat now i am a spinning reel fanatic and i, I think the number one thing about the you better find a good one with a good drag. I mean, I, obviously, that's a key. I am super OCD. I check my drag constantly. And what I mean by that is I'm pulling that line. Like, I'll have a lure in the water, and I'm constantly just checking that tension with my hand. I, I know you see guys do that. Just to make sure something hasn't gotten bumped and, you know, in a boat ride. Right. But I, I do that religiously. But as far as setting it, you know, on a spinning setup, especially with lighter line, I, I'm a 
seven and eight pound leader on 10 pound braid guy a lot a lot a lot a lot no matter where we're at i just i like to finesse fish and I, I just want that fish to be able to get line when he needs it but that being said depending on the size of the fish and how hard they fight i adjust my drag when i'm fighting a fish sometimes mm-hmm. i will you know if i get one and i feel like he's giving me a little more than he needs to be giving me Right. I'll, I'll back it off a hair more. So I think it's all conditional, really. I think you need a, a good setup when you start. You need to check it and make sure that it's obviously not going to pull a big smallmouth or big largemouth makes it's not going to immediately break you off. You want some line pulling out of there. But that question's interesting, though, on the, on the reel being full. Kurt, I'm pretty simple, you know. I set it and go on. Sometimes I might not even have enough line on for a cast, though. You never know with me. So I, I don't, I've never heard that that does that make a difference. Kurt, you're a details guy. Does that make a difference? I don't believe it does. Um, I, I think, I think so. the drag is going to be the same, whether it's full of line or half gone. You know, um, yeah, I definitely I like to like to fish with a full spool. You know, I think that's real no important doubt. making yeah. long casts. I see that all the time when I'm guiding is, you know, someone will bring their rods into the boat. And they've got maybe a half or three quarter full spool. And they're like, man, well, line's expensive. I'm like, well, losing a fish is it's going to cost your heartbreak. Well, and <laughs> so, I think the other thing, so, guys, on the, you know, talking about the spool being full or not, I, and perhaps what Justin is alluding to, it does change your gear ratio. And, it, you know, if you're throwing a, yeah. a moving bait or spinner bait or a crank bait or something like that, you know, you're throwing a, a spool that's half full versus one that's all the way full. It absolutely changes the gear ratio and the speed of which that's you're true. coming back. Yeah, yeah. The RPMs, especially when casting, are going to be much higher. So I don't think you're going to be able to cast this far. So there's a lot of negative things going on with a half spool of line. Luke, let me just dial this in real quick. So, you you know, you were cinched down on the braid and fluoro on the bait cast and you like to use their thumb bar. You talked about kind of pulling the line to test your reels drag on the spinning setup. So is that just a feel that you've got? It's a feel, but I think you don't want it to come off of there too easy. You know, at the same time, there's a happy medium because you don't want a two pound fish pulling that drag so loose that you can't even reel you know right. and you end up losing the fish you, there's a there's a tension you want there but you also want them to be able to get it on a quick surge at the boat it's a feel over the years and i know that's justin i apologize that's not a uh, detailed answer there but it, it is and, and you will the more more you play around with it you'll find your own settings that you like the best i feel like that's a good way to look at it well, let know? me throw this out to the to both of you guys uh, obviously fishing on 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 the Great Lakes and, and that, like you guys do, where the tournaments take you. Either one of you mess with back reeling at all in a spinning reel situation with some of those big smallmouth, or is it all dependent upon, you know, the mechanical spring-loaded drag, tension drag? Well, I grew up back reeling. My dad was a back reeler. In southern Tennessee up here, you've got, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of Charlie Brewer Slider Company. Charlie mm-hmm, Brewer invented sure. finesse fishing, you know, and Charlie was a four-pound line guy, six-pound line head, guy. Yeah. It's slider head, yeah. Slider worm, slider grub, and Charlie always backreeled. Always. Always, always, always. So I grew up, I actually worked for them in high school, and I learned to backreel from Charlie, and my dad backreeled, and grew up doing that. But as I got older, I felt like drag systems got phenomenally better on spinning reels. And I think even from the cheapest reels out there all the way up to the most expensive stuff you're seeing now, everything's got a pretty good drag on it. 
at right. this point. And and so I don't see the need to back reel anymore. I know some guys that still do. There there are a lot of guys that back reel, but me personally, no, I trust my drag. I trust my drag on my reels. I agree with Luke in that sentiment. I trust my drag too. I, I do a lot of what Luke said as far as, you know, if you get a big small mouth on, maybe in 20 or 30 foot of water, you initially set that hook. And of course, a lot of times that thing comes rocketing out of the water and it's still That's hot. Right. And you get it close to the boat, and you've got to adjust that drag during the fight is, is real important, or else, you know, one of those surges by a big large mouth or big small mouth, you know, could pop that line. So I'm, right. I'm with Luke in both scenarios. Yeah, I think that's one of the uh, longer deliberations that we've had on a listener question. That is. Yeah. yeah. I agree. That, that was, was good. Good stuff. Great information, Luke. I appreciate you answering that for Justin. And Justin, I'll give you another tip. Take heed to what he said as far as checking it uh, after you get done with a long boat ride. I've lost multiple. Yeah. fish as a result of not doing that so anyway justin remember to contact us through our social media pages you can also send us an email at support at bassedge.com or simply go to bassedge.com click on that claim your prize segment to let us know that you heard luke answer your question right here on episode 292 and we will get that bass edge gift sent directly to you and as always listeners keep sending in those questions we've been getting a lot of great questions as of late um you can shoot those to us through our website bassedge.com social media twitter facebook instagram or shoot us a quick email support at bassedge.com well luke i know you are certainly a busy person so we will let you get moving on with your day but i'm so glad we were able to spend some time with you any uh, final comments for us before we get ready to shut it down well, I just, I really thank you guys for having me on. Uh, it's awesome. I always like to talk about fishing, and you guys have a have a great deal going on with Bass Edge. And Kurt, looking forward to uh, January at Sam Raver, yes, man. It's coming up looking sooner than later, it. that's for sure. It, it is definitely coming up on us very quickly. But, yeah, just follow all the social media stuff. Got to get those plugs out there. You know that. We're all salesmen. Uh, <laughs> but Luke Duncan on everything. Luke Duncan on everything. D-U-N-K-I-N like the donut. Very good. And he can to the Duncan franchise. Listen, I'll just be honest with y'all. I like you guys. I like fishing. If I was any kin to them, I'd probably lay him playing in a hot tub like the Bahamas or something right now. I love it. I love it. All right. I'm going to send you off with our final segment. Four last questions for you. What is your go-to gas station drinking snack? All right. So I am a sucker for some Chex Mix. I like some bold Chex Mix. That's my go-to gas station snack. I, I try not to drink soft drinks that much. I, I drink, I don't know if you've ever seen Bywaters, B-A-I. Uh, they're oh, yeah. Really, oh, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah. They're like fruit-infused water, yep. uh, sweetened with a little bit of stevia. They're, they're really good, uh, almost like a green tea type. But I drink those Chex Mix. That's my go-to. All right. Your favorite fishing lure of all time? A jig. What tune is currently on high rotation in your truck? The new Eric Church album is Desperate Man is is amazing, but the one song on there is called Drowning Man that is just uh, a constant right now. I like it. And who is your pro angler BFF? Oh, man, we're fixing to make so many people mad. I, I tell so many different guys they're my BFF all the time just to try to get information from them. Uh, and and it, it keeps changing, too, because they're all leaving me. They're all jumping ship, going to different trails. But uh, I would say through and through, Brad Knight. I'm going to give my buddy Brad Knight, Forestwood Cup champ Brad Knight. He's he's my BFF of the day. That's strong. That's strong. Yeah, that's all right. Strong. Thanks, Luke, man. It has been great having you here on the show. Look.
look forward to seeing you soon down the road. Bass Edge Radio will return right after this message. You know the importance of protecting your investments. So why use anything else other than the original and toughest DIY keel protector for your boat? MegaWare Keel Guard. Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our exclusive contoured edge and patented technology. MegaWare Keel Guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the longest-lasting, most dependable keel protection for your boat. Guaranteed for life. Developed specifically by boat builders, offering the best keel protection in the industry. Also for MegaWare Keel Guard, Skeg Guard, Flex Step Pro, and Pontoon Guard. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. MegaWare Keel Guard. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the PowerPole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong currents or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole, swift, silent, secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. You know, talking with Luke, I saw a lot of similarities actually between you and him concerning, you know, just your involvement with Hayabusa, being in the industry, kind of being over in the sales industry side of things, but also then having to compete at the national level. And, you know, it's interesting. He's had a lot of success actually doing both of those things. Yeah, Luke has. And uh, it's great. Luke and I actually kind of got into this industry at the same time. So although total opposite ends of the spectrum as far as what he's done with TH and his fishing career and uh, the way he came through it all and then, you know, kind of my back end story, it's interesting to see how this has uh, morphed into a lot of similarities between the both of us. And and Luke's doing a great job. He's got all kinds of great promotional skills. Um, He can catch fish. And uh, he's he's got a great relationship with TH Marine and helps them uh, move the needle in that regard. And, uh, you know, kind of the same thing. I'm like you mentioned, Aaron, I'm doing with Hayabusa and um, it's a juggling act. But, you know, it keeps us involved in our passion. And I think that's the uh, critical function here. So many times, you know, anglers get into or are interested in how to make a living fishing. And they think that that's just always casting a lure or promoting a product. And that's a good way to start. But it's a very difficult way to sustain. I think that's why you see so much turnover in the uh, professional fishing world. You know, you're looking at, you know, 2006 Elite Series anglers and how many percentage of those guys are still fishing in 2018. It was less than about 40, 45 percent. So that's, you know, 50, 60 percent turnover rate. It's pretty high. So uh, to sustain in this industry, you've got to be able to juggle uh, several different things and be an entrepreneur. And um, Luke's done that very well and and he's having great success no doubt it always comes back to uh kind of what dr j mcnamara mentions in his book the psychology of exceptional fishing of being able to adapt and certainly in the space of the outdoor market specifically bass fishing there's a lot of opportunities if you're able to kind of see what those opportunities are and, and make the necessary adjustments. I, I do want to end and, and close out by saying, encouraging all Bass Edge listeners to be sure to check out the BassEdge.com store. Lucas Oil, all Lucas Oil products, free shipping. They're running that uh, four-gallon case at $99, a special that I believe is going to be good for a couple of weeks. But uh, certainly DVDs, everything that can be found right there to stay abreast with all things Bass Edge. Certainly social media is a great place to do that. And finally, as we do approach 
approach Thanksgiving, just want to let everybody know, Kurt and I and the entire Bass Edge crew are definitely thankful that you have chose to spend this episode with us and tune us in every chance that you get. That's certainly something that we enjoy doing and don't take lightly. In the meantime, we will see you December 1st for episode 293 as we approach the final two episodes for 2018. So long, everybody. Edge is presented by MegaWare Keelguard. For more information on Bass Edge or to shop at the Bass Edge online store, visit BassEdge.com and be sure to join Kurt Dove and Aaron Martin right here on another episode of The Edge, brought to you in part by Nitro Boats, Lucas Oil, ProtectTheHarvest.com, Mercury Marine, Lawrence Electronics, PowerPole, and Rapaholic.com. 